Like many societal practices, the act of panliligaw or courtship is unique to the Philippines. It embodies the restraint and meekness of the Filipina. Qualities are greatly influenced by Spanish rule and Catholicism. Panliligaw is a period wherein a couple gets to know each other and the man tries to woo a woman through practices, like haranas where men sing romantic songs that ladies respond to, pagsagule, also known as love riddles, or paninalbihan, where suitors do household tasks for the women's families. Welcome to On Point, the Guidance podcast arm where we sit down and talk with experts on issues in and beyond Loyola. Today, we will be talking to social media personality and podcast host Ms. Ava Daza to explore the origins and evolution of Paliligao in Philippine society and its relevance in the modern dating scene. I'm Rebecca Filasol. Let's go On Point. So, Ms. Ava, I think we're well aware that we're living in times that are very different from our ancestors, not only because of advancements in technology and infrastructure, but also because of changes in our values and perspectives. Gleaning from your podcast, po, you are someone who is outspoken about equality between both sexes and relationships. Given this, what are your thoughts on the concept of dating? I love the idea of dating. Like, it's just, it's so exciting. It's so dynamic for me. And I do agree with you. It's evolved so much. I mean, from when I was starting to date, that alone, there's already a lot of changes, but even even more so from, obviously, a long time ago from when our parents were dating, right? So in general, I love the concept of dating. It challenges you to push you out of your comfort zone. Some people are natural at it. Some people have a hard time. And I love hearing all the different stories. And of course, how how dating has evolved through time. Now it's a lot of dating is done online, right? And people become life partners and they have never even met. And that blows my mind. It's really cool. Yeah, dating is, is awesome. <laughs> yeah. In the past, po, Filipinos engage in courtship through activities like haranas or serenades, paninilbihan or a suitor serving the lady's family, and balak or spoken poetry. But how do you think these practices in present-day dating, how relevant do you think these are? That's so funny because I was just having a conversation with my mom recently. So my mom, my mom has 12 sisters and they're all, we're all making cuento and, and all of them were talking about how the phone would nonstop ring. Like at one point, there were like 12 guys calling my mom. There, there were like eight guys calling my other aunts. And imagine there are 12 girls and having, uh, sorry, there are 10 girls, two boys, and having all these different guys call them. You're thinking, oh my God, that landline must have not stopped ringing. And then one aunt, aunt was telling us about how this one guy came by and he was literally serenading her outside their window. And and I was like, so weird. You only see that in like those Filipino films, like the films that I'd watch in Filipino class where the guy comes and the girls in like a very formal shawl and then she's looking out the window and he's singing. And it's, it's almost surreal for me. So when you're listening to it, it was like, I can't believe that it was so recent. I mean... They're not that old that this form of courtship was present and widely accepted. Because if someone did that to me now, you can, this is just my opinion. I'll be a laugh. I'll be like, oh my God, this is so weird. Or I don't even have a landline at this point. So no one really can call my landline. And then, and then, then I remember we were making cuenta about how growing up, my cousin Jess and I had a few crushes. 
And these crushes, we found a way to get their land. Like, we devised a way, like, okay, you go up to him and get his landline. And I'll go up to him and get his landline. And th- there was such a thrill to that. Because parang for us, I remember calling the landline. And it wasn't even them who'd pick up, you know. Even the fact that it wasn't the person you're trying to call who's going to pick up, your, you might be talking to their mom and dad. It's so different to... Whereas to now, it's like you can just send send anything directly to that person. So I do think, going back to your question, I do think that there's still some form of courtship present in today's dating or pandiligao uh, in such a way that, at least for Filipinos, I see, like my friends, my friends, especially the guys, they still have to meet the parents. They still have to somewhat woo the girl over. Just that we have other means to do it. It's not anymore only through snail mail or, you know, it's not anymore landline calls. I, I barely know anyone that calls landlines now, right? And now it's like DMs. And, and you know, there's there's something that, that modern take to it. To be honest, though, I wish the people of today also had the experience of that whole landline, landline culture. It was so fun, too. There wasn't as much pressure as there is now when you're reaching out. I feel like because it's so easy to talk to a person now, even the response time is so important. There's so much more factors to it that cause you get so anxious waiting for people's replies. Whereas before, it's kind of like, oh, whoops, he's not available. Okay, put it down. So yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, you're so right, Po. I mean, with with my brothers, because they're a lot older than me, they've also experienced like the landline culture. But I guess for me, as someone who's younger, I don't think I've ever had to experience that or like see an actual people do that. So imagine you doing that now, like a guy you like, and you were like, let me just call his house. And then it's like his brother or dad picks up. How would you feel? Yeah, I feel like it would be very awkward. And then even now, I feel like with my generation, even just like talking to someone, um, <laughs> not even their their brothers, sisters, whoever, I feel like it's really awkward to initiate that call, right? Maybe that's for me. Lang. Yeah. No, I get you. Imagine you call the house, Kunwara Landline, the brother picks up and they're like, Kuya, Becca's on the phone. To Everyone in the house hears that you're calling. Parang, oh my God, I want it to be as subtle as possible. And now the whole house knows. So yeah, there, there's there's just some sort of charm to that, like, how do you say, innocence, I guess? I don't know. Or I don't know what, what the, the right word is. Like, That's kind of why I wish that we still had that option. Although nowadays, Landline calling isn't even... I mean, there's still like people, there's still those sweet romantic guys who come with flowers or prepare like, I remember one time with my cousin, a guy prepared like a group of four guys after the prom came and sang to her. And I was like, that's so romantic. You don't see guys do that too often anymore. Yeah. Like mostly you see that if someone's trying to prom pose. Yeah. Is that the term now? Prom pose. I love that. But I still feel like I'm young. I don't know why I'm not knowing these things. Yeah, it's really different. But I guess it's more different now than with online. I don't know than how people like do it purely online. Same. Same. But I, I, I mean, I, I, well, especially now during the mm-hmm. pandemic, right? It's, it's like all, that's the only option. So it's crazy. Times are crazy. Yeah. So you talked po about like the newer methods of courting. What would you say po are the dynamics between men and women between these methods? Why do you think these are the way they are? And what are some possible consequences that can occur to both men and women because of the dynamics in newer forms of courting? 
I think I, I want to go. I want to start with like the initiation, that topic of initiating. Who initiates first, right? Parang I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still applicable as as right now as it was back then. I mean, I'm I'm only 30, guys. I'm not that old. Um, so even in my time, it was just like who's gonna message first, and and you message because that means the guy likes you more, and you that you like him more. I think nowadays the difference is that. At least in my opinion, and I don't know if it's because I'm a little bit older already, I don't feel as I don't feel as embarrassed to be the one to message as I was back before. I used to think like, no way am I gonna message. Like, no, I wait and like I'll be as obvious, as subtly obvious as possible. Like I'll post stuff on my Facebook or friends or at that time and just like cute things and hopefully hopefully he'll notice it and message. But nowadays I'm like, okay. Well, at least with the person with with my husband, yes, I'm married now. I I was um I still wanted him to initiate first, but then after he did, it was easier for me to message him first. So the dynamic with the dynamic now, at least in my opinion, is there's less pressure for the guys to always be the ones to reach out. I think there's a lot more like of that women empowerment. Like if you like him, say something. It's sexy. That confidence. I think that's in my opinion that's present. But also with the new platforms of like Tinder, Bumble, all these online dating things, there's also a whole new world to that, right? So I also have a lot of friends who use these platforms. They're like, how do you say? They're different levels of relationship. It's like one is like super casual. You're pretty much just there to hook up. Two, you're you're there because you're potentially looking to hook up and potentially ending up with someone. Be a mix of both. Or three, like you're just looking for a partner to like that. And I think that. I don't know if this is like a double standard, but a lot of times people say, you know, you have to be afraid of the guys. Like, you know, they're just there because they're horny. They want to sleep with you. But I also know a lot of girls who are there exactly for the same reason, right? So I think these platforms kind of made it easier for people to just open up, create an account and just get what they want. Um, a lot of people are more vocal about it. Like, I'm here for a long-term relationship. I'm here for a hookup. Yes, but it actually leads to the next question. Um, which you've touched upon a bit, can one's gender and its imposed roles potentially be disadvantageous in courtship and how so? One hundred percent. I think I think because there's so there are like these preconceived notions of how a boy's supposed to court the girl and the girl's supposed to be hard to get and then, you know, there's just like these steps that everyone says this these should be followed. It could be a disadvantage, especially if a girl really likes a guy and finding the guy isn't getting the clue. Um, it's just different situations for a lot of people. But that being said, I'm the type of person who I always, I am always like, it's also up to you and how you deal with it, right? But if you want to be like, mm, I can't do anything about it, then that that kind of sucks. You kind of just resign to the situation, uh, to the fact that, oh, girls are supposed to be like that. Whereas I'm saying like nowadays, it's like, no, nothing is sexier than a confident girl. But also there's a fine line between someone who's super aggressive which is like okay girl he's just not that into you the movie so i think um it's finding the right balance it's not it's not coming to that societal societal pressure that you have to do it like so it could be a disadvantage if you allow it to be in my opinion and as you've said din po nga, you know online dating requires like the suitor to be more forward and less you know torpe or timid in choosing the partner and you've also said that you know, this can potentially change how we're dealing with panlibigaw in the Philippines because now people can go on, like, dating apps to hook up, etc. And, and imagine, and sorry, I, I did cut you off, but, like, imagine, like, nowadays, at least before with me, it's like, 
you meet someone you're interested, you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen anyone I like, potentially like, and so on. Whereas now with apps, it's like, okay, swipe left, swipe right. I'm like, he's cute, he's cute. And you build up this database of potentials versus back then, it's like, you come across one and you're like, ito na, ito na. I think it, knowing that you also have so much options kind of makes me feel like people feel a little less like it's a word committed or like excited about finding this potential because they have so much more to back up. They have their backups. Um, do you think political, this will have like long-term effects on how we deal with courting in general? Definitely. I feel like it's already, things have changed already, like, so much. Especially for the new generation. Courting is so different already from what I was saying. I feel like chivalry is not as big of a deal anymore. I, I wish it were. I wish, like, if guys were listening to this, like, you know, I still love a guy who opens my door. Even if it's hassle to go all the way around. And it's something that people really should try to keep alive. But, but nowadays, because of the convenience of Instagram and all these things, and WhatsApp and all of this, parang courtship is so different. It's It requires the the guys to do a lot less and requires the girls to do a lot less. And aside nga po from the popularity of online dating services, Filipinos are just now more inclined to make more forward and decisive moves, which, as we know, is probably the antithesis of the standards in Filipino courtship, where we're expected to wait, diba, and to be patient, ganon. However, this also shows that Filipinos are now slowly able to feel more independent in their choice of partners and are not required to act according to the traditional virtues of pandidigaw, as you mentioned po, such as being um, demure and shy for women and being overly persistent for men. What do you think po are the benefits naman of the developments in the dating scene, especially in traditional Filipino culture where our values include subtlety and you know we regard the patriarchy very well? As much as it it could be a disadvantage being so easy, easy to access people, it also is an advantage, right? You don't have to wait as long for someone to say yes to you or reply to you. I feel like things can develop a lot quicker than it used to than it used to because it's like you don't have to wait for them to reply to your same mail or pick up the phone and para before it was like you could you only have a certain time limit of talking. Now it's like you can be talking throughout the day and and that's constantly building on the relationship, right? I remember when I met my husband. This is just like five years ago. There was never a day that we weren't talking and we were always talking throughout the day. Whether it's like, good morning, have you eaten? And you're connected throughout the whole entire day. And I feel like that that's definitely an upside because at least for me, I always like knowing that I'm with him throughout his day, even if I'm not physically there. So the convenience is definitely one. I feel like also nowadays it's easier for... My opinion, I also love that nowadays people can easily travel together, whereas before it was hard to plan things. Like with the development of technology, it's so much easier to meet up and do things like travel together. That's definitely an advantage for me. Yeah, and I guess po, aside from you know just online dating in general, like making things easier for all of us, it's also like the values really of the society in the Philippines at least has changed on how we view like what women should do first, what men should do first. Definitely. Yeah, parang, I mean, when I, when I talk to people, like I said, the initiation thing isn't that big of a deal. And the whole rise of the women empowerment movement really allows for women to just go after what they want and not have to wait for a guy to reach out to them, right? It's nice. It's that, that for me is, that for me is another advantage or like, um, positive side of it. You don't have to wait for something to happen. You make it happen. Yeah, I agree. 
So given all that we've discussed pa so far, do you think that the act of panliligaw is truly quote-unquote dying in our country? And why do you say so? If you were to take it literally in panliligaw, I don't see it as often anymore. I do still think that there's still hints of it in, 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 in the courtship that I see, at least amongst my friends nowadays. I don't think it's as traditional. It's definitely evolved. I'm sad to say dying. I don't want to say dying because I feel like it's not present. I, it's not like guys go up to girls and like, hey, let's talk up. It's, there's, still, there's still that funny legal, but it's just in a different form now, I guess. It's like liking each other's photos and then commenting and then flirting online. Uh, and I, I guess it also just comes with the territory it's of the development of modern day, right? There's still a lot of guys sweets and send food now since you can do grab food since the bats it's or, or flowers it's not dying it's evolved i think that being said but do you think that filipinos have moved past the need for panliligaw in modern society i feel like everyone's like deep down everyone still wants that panliligaw you know and maybe some won't admit it but everyone still has that oh my gosh he did this kind of reaction to any form of panliligaw. So I wouldn't believe someone who said like, oh no, it's fine and, and totally cool. I think it's still it's still somewhat there even if it's not as traditional as how it used to be back in the day. Yeah, that's true. And I guess present circumstances um, with like the pandemic, I don't think it's as easy to go up to someone and do haranas or <laughs> do paninilbihan. People are doing it on Zoom now. A lot of people are doing Zoom dates, which are cute. I guess it's just trying to make do with what your situation is, right? Mm, that's true. I guess now, people, what people do sometimes is that they go on Discord and then they play music together. <laughs> Maybe that's the closest. I mean, that's already so sweet, but I mean, like, it's so sad being able to do the regular things. Yeah. And also, like, this podcast, it's meant for like a slate for Valentine's Day. So, yeah, so looking at Valentine's Day then, yeah, it's really different looking at it now. <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? Oh, because, for example, I guess in Ateneo, in the past, my siblings would tell me that like, they sold flowers, ganon, that everyone would like. Wala na? Yeah, because it's online po. So, maybe, as you said, maybe people will send stuff through Grab or through different delivery services or like flowers and all that. But, it's not that you'll see people walking around with like balloons, flowers. Yeah, oh my gosh. I'm so, I didn't even think about how different that must be for you guys. Because you're a sophomore, correct? So that means like you're two years in college. You've never had it. In- yeah. Oh my gosh, that's just so different. Hopefully you get to do in cl- in-person classes. I swear, I mean, when I was in Ateneo, I was like, oh, I can't wait to finish. But now that I'm done, I'm like, that went by so fast. It's really sad, but ayun, and not even okay. We're gonna get back to class by next year, Sana. Yeah, I mean they are the the seniors are. Or this year, this year, yeah. Hopefully, here's to hoping. Yeah, and ayun nga, like not even through college students lang dating. I guess in general, people can't just have like dates. Not even on Valentine's, but in general, they can't just have dates without planning like a Zoom date or something on Discord. Yeah, I guess it also kind of changes the approach that we're taking on. No? Even if you would want to do legal, ganun, to court someone like personally, um, you really have to settle for like Zoom. So yeah, I think I think it's really cool to observe that also. Um like different styles on how they approach Pan Yeah. 
the, you know, there's this is obviously this isn't the Philippine culture, but I also watch this show called Love Is Blind, and it's just so funny. It's their experiment. Can people fall in love with a person without ever seeing them and just talking to them with their voice? I mean, I wish they could do that in the Philippine setting and just see how it would work. It's just something to think about. Because I was thinking, like, only Filipinos would ever one even join the show or not. Maybe, maybe the younger generation would. I feel like you, the younger generation, you guys are down to doing new things. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've been deprived of so much. It's like, okay, kahit ano nilang, let's try it. But, you know, it really depends on the person pa rin, I guess. Because uh, there are still some people who would prefer, like, more traditional stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it does seem po that we are in an era of dating that is constantly evolving. Nevertheless, um, as you've mentioned in, there's beauty in watching bits and pieces of our tradition weave itself into the present. And while there are many ways to get the girl or the guy, I think we can both agree that only those involved in the actual courtship can truly decide what's best for the both of them. So to close out this podcast, we're going to go with a lighthearted question. Uh, what is your message to those who may not be adept with modern dating but want to be in a relationship? You know what? For me, I think, like, I, even all my friends who just ask for advice, I'm like, unless you go and try it, you're never going to find out. And then you, you're if you don't ever find out, you're going to be regretting it. And you don't want to regret. So just go for it. You have nothing to lose. Obviously, don't do anything completely stupid. But if it's just putting yourself out there, just try. There's no, you have nothing to lose, and you might you have everything to gain if the guy actually likes you. You end up in an awesome relationship. It's so exciting. So it's just I know it's easier said than done to gather up the courage to approach people, whether it be a guy or a girl. But just like suck it up and try it one day, and and you can thank me after. Yeah, that's a great point then with ano with panliligaw now is that there's less to lose talaga no kasi not not everyone it's not a public thing. So you Yeah. I mean, if the guy is an asshole or the girl's an asshole and shames you for doing it, then obviously thank God you didn't end up with him, right? So but if the person appreciates that, the effort, then it's worth it to explore and you'd never be able to explore if you didn't try and initiate. Yeah. And on that note, thank you po so much for taking the time. Thank you so much, Becca. Yeah, thank you po for taking the time to join us. Yeah, that was so much fun. You guys are welcome. You can you can interview me anytime. But we also have a podcast. My sister and I released a podcast early last uh, late last year called the Sexy Time Podcast. It's less PG than this, but I do think it's also really important for people because one of the things that we talk about, basically, the podcast is a sexual wellness talk podcast it's it's because growing up in our country we were never really taught about sex education and parent people like you guys like with the whole date thing the topic that you're talking about we're thrown into this world to figure out how to like navigate through sex and sexuality without give, ever given direction so this podcast we come in as curious sisters and kind of just ask people like what's their opinion on virginity and all these things but i do think it's really important that people have access to that type of conversation because it allows them to explore. It's not necessarily vulgar. I think it's more educational and more like casual uh, chat between sisters and, and guests. So yeah, if you guys are free, it's it's free. It's on Spotify. It's called the Sexy Time Podcast. You raised the point that in, yeah, in your podcast, na parang, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. But you know, there are really people who are curious to learn then. Yeah, I'm happy you listen. Good, because you, especially people your age, I feel like people need to have that. If I had 
these type of things to listen to when I was your age, I wouldn't have like had some experiences that I had growing up because it's like you never hear yeah. people talking about that. Cool, you guys can listen. We're going to be launching new episodes again soon. Yeah, that's great. So again, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. We commend you, Paul, on your efforts on uplifting Filipinas and promoting healthy relationships between sexes. Your work on advancing sexual health and ownership in our country has been inspiring, and we hope to learn more about your advocacies on various media platforms, such as your podcast Ngapo on Spotify. Stay tuned for what we're launching. That is all for this episode of On Point, the Guidons podcast arm where we sit down and talk with experts on issues in and beyond Loyola. Special thanks to our executive producers, Samantha Onglatko and Martin Ramos, as well as our producers, Tatiana El Maligro, Andrea Micaela Lianes, Neil R. Reyes, and Beatrice C. Reyes. This episode was edited by Gia Bayokot. Our cover art is by Tiffany Koo, and our theme music is brought to you by Vivid Productions. This has been Rebecca Philosol. Thank you for going on point with us.